In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We will get to that wonderful story about Nicodemus. But first, it's Trinity Sunday, and this is, this is Trinity Church. And so I thought I'd begin today with the Trinitarian theologies of some of our most well-respected Anglican, Protestants, and Catholic theologians, starting with the 19th century Swiss Protestant theologian Karl Barth who was said to have recovered the doctrine of the Trinity for the 20th century in his conviction in one God in three equal parts. Now, after exploring the church's theological standing on the Trinity, as articulated by Barth and others who pontificated extensively on God the Creator, God the Savior, God the Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit, we will then move into a discussion of the anti-Trinity heresies as categorized at the councils of Nicaea and Constantinople in 325 and 381 AD, which sought to stave off misunderstandings around the mystery of a triune God by unifying us with a creed and naming doctrinal differences which would compromise the mystery of our monotheistic yet triune God of creation, of the Gospels, and of our modern-day piety as played out. Enough of that. Um, Enough of that. I'm sorry. Welcome to Trinity Church. Um, Thank you. We're having a sermon. And I'm sorry, who are you? I'm Adina. My husband Nicodemus had an experience last night, and I have to tell you about it. It's much more important than all those big words. So for weeks, for weeks, every time at dinner, my Nick, my beloved Nick, has been saying to me that he wants to know more about this Jesus person. I mean, Jesus and his friends arrived for the Passover because it's Passover this week. So he's here in Jerusalem and he's doing signs and wonders. And my Nick, my poor Nick, such a learned and such a, uh, you know, a conventional guy. He's just been complaining. Who is this Jesus? Why is he doing this? What is he all about? So finally I said, right, like any smart wife would say, I said, why don't you take some of that holy curiosity that you have and go and talk to him yourself? Great idea, right? My idea. So he did. He found out where Jesus was staying. He went to the house of the friends. He knocked on the door. I presume he invited him out for a beer or something. I mean, two holy men of God, learned of the scriptures, of our holy scriptures. There would be a lot for them to talk about. It should have been fun. But when my Nick got home, he's just been completely turned upside down. We didn't sleep the whole night. I mean, we had to talk about what Jesus said and what happened. So the thing that seemed to trip him up the most was this idea about being born anew. Being, Jesus said something about being born from above of water and the spirit. And my Nick, I love him. But he's so literal. He's so literal. I had to remind him 
that we know all about water and the spirit. We tell our kids bedtime stories from that wonderful creation story in Genesis when the spirit moved over the waters in the beginning when God began began creating everything. He and I argue frequently after the kids are in bed about what those prophets mean. That prophet Isaiah having all of those visions and dreams and saying all sorts of crazy stuff about hot coals and seraphs and the spirit's clearly at work in that. Isaiah couldn't have made that stuff up himself. (laughs) And water, right? Our people, our people were freed by God from slavery when the waters of the Red Sea parted and we walked through to freedom to become God's people. So I had to remind him of all of that. I said, honey, you know something about water and the spirit. You know something about freedom and being saved. And he said, saved. That's another word he said. Jesus said that. He said that the Son of Man came not to condemn the world, but to save the world. Honey, you know something about being saved. So I came to tell you this story today because sometimes something so unexpected and extraordinary happens that you just have to tell other people about it. First, so they know, and second, so maybe you know. Because I have to tell you, in this conversation late into the night with my beloved husband, I found myself thinking about God in a different way. It was actually kind of brilliant of Jesus to give those images of water and spirit and new birth. Because that's the God I know. That's the God I know in my world and in my prayers. So I wanted to share that with you today as an invitation for you to share it with others. Now I need to leave. He's going to want his breakfast when he wakes up. (laughs) Thank you. Come again. theologians said about the Trinity and and we can figure things out really in our head, right? Or we can use our holy imagination and see what God might be up to in us and in all of our predecessors and this journey to discover the divine. We can hear the spirit moving through through our bedtime stories and through our lives. We can hear the impact of Christ on us and we can hear how the Creator made us and invites us to co-create. And I hope you heard a little something of that today. Amen.